What is up, everybody? Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021 and another episode of the Win Win Effect podcast presented by Winjet Inc. and Winjet Radio Network. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. Really excited and blessed to have you here for the first time. The outcome that we're after in each episode of this show is to introduce you to as many people as I cross paths with to inspire and help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How I go about achieving this is one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. Our featured guest for this week is Adam Shibley. And man, oh man, oh man, I had to put this interview in my back pocket and save it for the first episode of 2021. And don't worry, you're about to find out why. Today's show is so good and so jam-packed full of information for anybody listening and tuning in that I'm not even going to read his bio. I'm going to let the interview speak for itself. Before I kick it up a couple notches and bring on Adam, stand by for a quick message. And I'll see you on the other side. Hi there. This is Wes Bays, co-founder of Winject Media Network and Winject Inc. Before we continue the show, I want to ask you a question. How would you like to gain access to behind-the-scenes footage, weekly live training with Chris and myself, as well as exclusive access to impactful segments of our shows that you can't get anywhere else? If that's you, here's what you need to do. Like and follow our Winject Facebook page. And on that page, you'll see a button on the right-hand corner with the title, Join Our Private Group. Click on that button and you'll be given instructions on how to do just that. Now, don't miss out on an opportunity to gain access to what people are calling the best content to grow and scale your life and business. Now, without further ado, let's get back to our show. The man, the myth, the legend, podcasting legend, Mr. Adam. What's up, bro? You all right? It's the win-win effect. Dude, I, I, <laughs> that song gets me hyped up every time I hear it, man. And yeah. I, I didn't realize what, was, what it was saying at first. I'm like, oh, it says it's the win-win effect. So it took me like three episodes to figure that out, man. I, I gotta, I'm, not gonna, I'm from Indiana, but. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you don't, right. you, don't, you don't get good music in Indiana? Like you turn the wrong station, right? So it's, that's pretty it's, good. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. It's well, cool stuff. I'm I'm super psyched to be here, Chris Ross, and like this is uh it's always an honor to be on a platform that somebody shares with you, but it's an even bigger honor when it's somebody that you're a fan of their content. So this is this is gonna be a lot of fun, man. Man, I'm I'm thoroughly excited. I, I'm telling you, man. I know that we briefly just had a conversation, and I know that we've had others. I've been on your show, and I'm just so grateful for. Um, but every time we have a conversation, either through messaging or you know face to face, whatever, or virtually, whatever that is right now, because obviously with this COVID stuff, but I'm I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this, man. There's so much to go into detail. And I know that you've been on so many shows. You got your own shows. I mean, you know, podcasting business school. You have, you know, the other one that you have PH. I mean, there's so much we can talk about, bro. So much. That's why I'm so it's like there's so much variety. We can have some because you know how it is, man. You you're a podcast host, bro. Like you interview some of the greatest minds. And I see if the ones that can see the video right now, I see all the little um, the great guest that he comes on has come on his show and he's able to ask the right questions. And that's what I do love about your show. You don't ask the same questions and you'll hear someone like maybe Meltzer or Bogart, or you have someone like maybe Justin Shank come on the show and you're the way you structure questions. It's just like someone's eavesdropping. And that's kind of like the way that I looked at, I look at, and I view podcasting is there just someone eavesdropping on our conversation. And sometimes that can be scary. <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean I, I like i like to look at a conversation and it wasn't like this always when i first started like listen to a few of my first episodes and it's like i'm making a lot of pump the brakes hard right 90 degree turn yeah and 
I remember our, uh, our mutual friend, Justin Shank introduced to me to a guy named uh, Fabio Viviani, who is America's mm-hmm. top chef. Like, you know, he's on TV all the time. And I was like, okay, I'm getting nervous about this deal. And I was like, I'm just going to relax. I had a million questions I want to ask him, but I'm like, I'm going to view this like a, like a steam engine. I just have to keep on dumping the coal on the fire and yes. I'm going to get, I'm going to point Fabio in one direction and I'm just going to keep on being curious. I'm just going to keep going in that direction, regardless mm-hmm. of the variety of questions that I wanted to ask him. And it was like the best interview I'd ever done. Justin was like, dude, that was better than my interview with Fabio. What's up? <laughs> and uh, from then on, I, I just the podcasting had that philosophy. World. Yeah. I love the podcasting world. It was like, we you know, have someone to come on the show. I had, I had a really good um, kind of experience, just like very similar to you. And they were like, wow, man, he's been on so many shows and he came on yours and I never heard that story. <laughs> and then, or you choke him up and I don't mean to make people cry or anything. I'm just having, I'm just in, emerged into the conversation completely. Like you're the only thing is on my mind right now and figuring out, okay, how can I get out all the information that's going to help the listeners on my show, your show, all the network. And that's where you can really stand out in podcasting today. If you take some time and sit back and just put yourself into it and being authentic. Yeah. And it's kind of like what I do for a living. I mean, I have a curious mind. Like I love this shit. I love podcasting. It's my favorite thing to do now. Favorite thing. I'm addicted. Yeah. And it's easy to do, man. Like podcasting is so different, especially if you turn on your business mind, it's, Mm. it's really different than other areas of entrepreneurship. I, I came up owning a physical fitness gym. That's what I did for the, the previous decade. And it's so cutthroat. Like when I started my gym business, there were like five gyms in our town. By the time I finished it and sold it off, there were 50 gyms mm-hmm. in, in my college town. And it's like, we're better than you and you suck and we're amazing. And it's just like, <laughs> they're trying to, they're sneaking into my Facebook groups so they can steal clients. Then I get to podcasting and everybody's introducing everybody to everybody else. We share clients. Mm-hmm. Who shares clients? Like right, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, right. So it's so positive. It's so well networked and it's just everybody lifts everybody up. And that's, I think that's why people get addicted to it. And all of a sudden you got 12 shows going. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I never thought in the wildest dreams, you know, this time last year, I mean, obviously I, you know, with the podcast and me coming from behind the scenes, you know, the win-win effect, that's actually your, when I, came up with a name. That's what I do with people. That's what I do with companies, corporate. I, it's the win. It's living, making that shift and living in an abundant world where everyone's going to eat. Everyone's going to win. Every, you don't look at competition. I look at community and you, and you just touched on that. It's no competition. The only competition you got is when you're standing in there looking in a mirror. And sometimes that's difficult to kind of like to come to that realization. Like, Oh shit. You know, like there's everyone's out there just doing whatever, man. And so don't worry about the instant gratification of the downloads. And all, if you're listening to this, your podcast, like I never thought I would own a freaking, you know, broadcasting media podcasting network. I never thought I would have that. You know, that's just, we're sort of making shifts. I saw an opportunity. You know I mean, have you looked at the data and how many new podcasts there are now in the past year? Well, I don't know how many in the past year, but I know that there are now like 1.3 or 1.5 million total podcasts with at least one episode. I know that that for a fact. Mm. When do you start taking podcasts seriously? When you see how many episodes do you normally look? I I know what I do, but I'm just going. I mean, how many do you take in consideration of listening to? Like as far as when I am going to hit that subscribe button and tune into what they have to say. Okay. What triggers you? Well, what I usually do, I listen to a lot of shows like podcasting. It is my life. It is what I do. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really, it's my job to connect and, and be inside of that, that web. 
So I listen to a lot of shows every week. And what I need to do is usually I'll, I'll give people three episodes to give me something. Like, Ooh. give me something that <laughs> I love that. Give me that something I, that I can apply, that, I, that is inspiring, that is entertaining. And I'll usually pick like their, you know, I'll scan through the, their latest ones. And if I really like it, I hit that subscribe button. I go back to the beginning and I, I start from episode one. And, oh, I, and, nice. I, and I, I do the story like similar, that's bro. We're similar. That's oh, that's how okay. I roll because I want to know like, you know, I'm getting ready to launch my third show and I know how it all rolls and I want to hear the story from the beginning and I want to hear that first episode. I want to see the growth. I'm a fan of the art Me of too. conversation and storytelling and podcasting just encapsulates that so well. So that's kind of my, my strategy. And then, you know, if, if I, if I love it, I start reaching out and, yeah. you know, let's get on the show. Let's, let's connect. Let's, uh, you know, let's have a conversation. And that's the coolest thing too, about what I do having a show about podcasting. I'm getting ready to launch a second show about podcasting is that I can reach out to any podcast that I'm a fan of. And more often than not, they're like, yeah, I'll come on the show. Right. I'm talking to people that charge thousands of dollars an yes. hour. <laughs> yes, awesome. that's that's the whole point. I'm, I was laughing at someone one day. They said, well, how much do you charge an hour? Or how much? Like, well, we'll just break it down. How much money you make within a year and just do it an hour. I mean, break it down. So if you were to really break it down, it's pretty close to around like 3K. You know, so when you're getting me for a whole hour of this, is what you want to fucking talk about? <laughs> like, I'm here now. So what do you want to do? You know, like, this is what you want to talk about? I can, you can ask somebody else, but that's, that's the whole thing about podcasting though. We're giving away so much free content and so much value for nothing. But that's yeah. not why we're doing it, is it? No, no, it's to me, podcasting is community building. I think yeah. the, a big mistake that a lot of podcasters make is that they see a podcast like a Facebook post or an Instagram post or a tweet. Like that's a, a piece of con it's like a social media post. And it's, it's so different. It's not like, oh, I, I podcast on Wednesday. No, a podcast is an opportunity to make an amazing connection and learn from whoever you're talking to if you do yeah. interviews, but also build a community of like-minded people that are interested in that sort of content that you know you can you can monetize that you can do all sorts of different things with that tribe you build the death star and you can point it at whatever you want you know it's mm -hmm. the if you build it uh they will come sort of thing like i've got friends in the industry that podcasted for two three four years didn't sell a thing but all of a sudden they've got 300 instagram followers and 4 million youtube subscribers and 50,000 downloads an episode mm -hmm. all these things and then they put out a cookbook and like they're Boom. they're done, like they're done. Yeah. They, don't, they don't need any more money. They're good. And uh, it's just it's that's how it's crazy. done, though. That's how it's done. I mean, people, I and we see. It sounds like to me we have very similar ways of going about thinking when it comes to business and how to monetize. It's all about developing a community and having a message and having an outcome in mind first. And then when you're doing it that way, I build it backwards. Yep. Now it's all about credibility. I have what like around seventy something episodes. I could do a lot more. I mean, I have usually have seven or eight ahead in weeks. That's why I started, you know, the Winjack radio and, the, and that one's going to freaking take off because of this, the win-win effects freaking blown up. And I'm so freaking great. So blessed. So the listeners are listening to this right now. I am. I appreciate every single last one of you. You have no idea how blown away and how much satisfaction and fulfillment it brings to me. And gives me all the, gives me all the motivation I need to keep pushing and keep doing more and giving more. That's, that's the way it is in any relationship though. Right. Adam is that, the more that I, the more, the more I make you feel a certain way and I give, 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 you're going to be a little bit more open, a little bit more, Hey, I'm going to give back. That's the way it's done. 
But I don't see that in any other industry other than like a podcasting type of community and network is that everyone's there to help you. Yeah. If you're, if you're willing to take the advice. Correct. Correct. Implementation is key. Uh, That's for sure. (laughs) You can take it as just, you know, podcasting can be entertainment. And I I challenge listeners, like I've got a little challenge for your crew that's listening here at the end of the show. So we'll we'll save it for that. But like implementation is key, but there's a conversation happening. And I love the way that you use the word community over and over again, because that's the way that I view it. And one of the challenges I put out to podcasters, one of the questions that I, I pose when I speak on stages, virtual or real, to a group of podcasters, I go, okay. Uh, podcasters are always like, oh, I'm stalling out on my, my growth. I'm not getting any community engagement. I go, all right, here's the question. When are you giving your community a chance to be a community? And a lot of times we're just yelling into the microphone going, I put out my content, where's everybody? Why isn't everybody showing up? So when are Follow you? Me. Yeah, exactly. When are you? Ask, when, if somebody emails you, are you emailing them back? If somebody DMs you on Instagram, are you messaging them back? How are you showing up for them? I like to do like community Q&A, Zoom chat things like you do, like allowing my listeners to talk to each other, to talk to me and me to talk to them. Like they'll they'll show up for me. They'll mm-hmm. stay for the community is, yeah. is my opinion. And that's yeah. huge. Right. And that, everyone... If you're listening to this and you want to start your own show or you even thought about like, hey, I want to do podcasting, I want to do this, I want to do that. The way that he just framed that, and that's how you that's how you start a community for everyone to I guess put in their feedback. But if you pay attention long enough, and I've learned this from you know years in business, I even when I was in sales, this is like I feel like a lifetime ago for me. But when I was in sales and I would say, what actually led you to a buying decision? What actually made you want to do this? And I would ask them for feedback on how I made, what their experience was like with me. And that's how I was able to make the proper shifts and adjustments to really increase the overall experience of my buyers and you know now companies, corporations and what we do, right? But that's what it's all about is you know being a little bit more curious and say, what do these guys want from me and what do they need from me? And the only way for you to do that is you have to make them, make them open to submit feedback and make them feel like, hey, they're listening to me. And that's where I, I've seen a huge spike. I'm just so grateful that all these podcasts, man, all these people, there's so many podcasts out there and they're tuning in each and every week and wanting more. I'm like, what the? I, there's only, I'm only one man, bro. So like, <laughs> the interviews and I was like, okay, great. Well, how can I give more and feed more value? And so that way they're more engaged in me and the more engaged in the guests and you know, going live each week and, and whatnot of actually answering the questions and reading it off and maybe saying their name. You just bought a lifelong freaking fan. Super fan. Yes. And that's how you're able to put out a cookbook or whatever the hell you're putting out. <laughs> and people will buy it. People don't buy it because of you and the product or service or good. They don't buy it because of that. They buy it by the feeling or the experience or whatever that gives them. Yeah. And- that's why they buy it. In podcasting, if you want to monetize or go full-time or create a side hustle out of your podcast, just get really good at making friends. You got to make friends all day in all different directions and network. When you interview somebody, make friends. If you get to talk to a listener, make friends and just keep adding that value. Like Chris always talks about, you know, value first, lead with value, um, it, it, you know, initiating engagement. A little trick that I do on Instagram that a lot of people complain about not having an so many Instagram followers or whatever, this is a great way to build it up and to take advantage of having a smaller followership as you get started. So let's say you just That's started more your powerful. Instagram account. That's more powerful that way. 
so here's what here's what I do when I build up my Instagram accounts. Somebody new, like I just started a newer account for my show specifically, just to kind of hone in on that 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 business silo. Mm-hmm. So as somebody follows Podcasting Business School on Instagram, I will direct message them before they can message me a voice DM. I say their name. I say what day it is. I mm-hmm. thank them. I welcome them. And then I say, hey, and if you haven't listened to the, the latest episode of the show yet, I'll drop the link in the next note. And super fan. I have so many people yeah. who go, I'm already listening to your show. That's how I found out about your Instagram. And I've like, I'm used to messaging podcasters. I don't even expect a reply. And you message me before I could message you. And it's just like, it blows their mind. And it's my yeah. voice. So they right, know. Yeah, it blows their, yeah, that's why, that's why it's that personal touch. When I do, I yep. do something very similar. When I, when I, I'll send an audio note, I'm an audio guy, right? So I'll yep. do an audio note on my phone and bam, it's over with. They're like, is this really Chris? I get that. Is this really Chris? I'm like, listen, I'm not even that big deal. Relax. He asked me, bro. Like, this is my voice. You hear me on a podcast, but I, I want to touch on something you did. And I want the listeners to catch on. If you're sending messages and you're trying to communicate with someone that's maybe done this in a high level or doing whatever, and you're viewing them and don't put them on a pedestal either. They put their pants on just like you. They're just another human being and they're looking for interaction and connection. So when you send that message and say, hey, that personal touch and that audio, if you like to listen to the show or whatever, the next message, I'll send you a link. You're asking for permission. That's powerful. Because you can send messages all day long. I see I see it. I, I get it a lot. And, you know, of course, my Instagram got hacked, my personal one, which is it's been really nice. The last month, while my PR team's like handling it with with Instagram and whatnot, it's been really nice not really having that distraction and other than looking at reports. But I get the stupidest messages and they're like, um, they're sending novels. I ain't got time to read that shit. I ain't got time to respond to it. He was like, I don't know what to say. There's too much there. Yeah. Like they're trying to get me to listen to a show. This person will be great for your show. And they send me a big, huge, long thing. And you didn't, I'm not interested now because you told me the whole story. I've asked the show right there. <laughs> you know, there's nothing else there. I mean, what kind of advice would you give someone for that next question or that next type of follow-up and really making them feel like that's what it's all about though. Feel like you're really wanting them to, or really wanting to serve them and point them in the right direction or whatever they're trying to achieve. Well, I think if you got the time, man, like, especially again, if you are in that ground and pound marketing kind of mindset, like I'll do whatever I'm going to bootstrap it. I'm going to hustle, you know, Gary V, blah, 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 you know, all, all this stuff. Uh, so I listen to Gary Vee and he gets me hyped too. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on Instagram, everyone I know. Uh, so <laughs> I will I will show up for them. Uh, just, you know, the, the voice DM always stands out, whether you're, you're contacting somebody that is kind of, you're, you're like out kicking your coverage a little bit, trying to get a bigger name on your show, or you're connecting with people that you're trying to create super fans. So the voice DM is key. Use their name. Use mm-hmm. like... Just like you, I had somebody that messaged me like, what program are you using? I'm like, my voice program. I said said your name. So they thought I had some like AI That's the problem with these people. Not to cut you off. That's the problem. I I had, I think it was Melter we were on. And I don't know if it was, maybe I was on his. I don't know. But we're having a conversation about communicating and vibration and frequency. And it kind of led to, you know, people trying to automate everything. And when you're automating too many things, what happens is there's no connection there. I can't motivate you through a freaking text message, bro, and buying. I get that stupid shit from, you know, the ones that, uh, you know, the fake ass gurus, right? They'll send, oh, they'll try to text message me or whatnot. And I kind of imagine in my mind, you remember that old show? Um, that's not old show. Yeah. Like, um, Keenan Pell. What is it? Keenan and Pell, whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. They have one with him as a marketer, and he was like, these new scripts are awful. He's like, what the fuck do you want, Sandy? And he hangs up. And I think of that like they're working off of a script. There's no personal touch to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no personal touch, man. You can't motivate someone through that way. You can yeah. motivate an awake by your tonality. It's yeah. not what you say. It's how you say it. So on that note with personal touch, like I said, if you have the time, if you go to their profile, like I, I've got my weight loss brand, a million pound mission. And I, a lot of people message me about their, you know, their weight loss story or whatever. I'll go to their profile. I'll see how much weight they've lost. I'll see some pictures. I'll be like, you know, Sharon, awesome job on your 40 pound weight loss, you know, and like compliment them. And it takes 30 seconds. But again, is 30 seconds worth creating a super fan that shares it, your, what you're doing with everybody that they can. Mm-hmm. And like it, it happens all that I've never had a negative reaction to doing this kind of, of interaction, you know, engagement like that and reaching out first. It just blows people's minds. And it's um, and it's fun as hell, man. Like it, 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 you, do, you do 10 of those like. So an action step that you guys could take if you're listening to this and you're kind of getting hyped about this, just go to your Instagram, look at the last 10 people that have followed you, message them all and just thank them for following you. Look at their account, say something nice about them and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not just not just putting out the content and waiting to see if someone's going to download that shit. Yeah. There, there's the answer right there, guys. I don't know. Podcast over with. We're going to go live life now. See you guys later. It's really not that difficult to create Raven fans. Ask them what they're looking for from you. What would you like to hear more from me? Like, what kind of guests would you like to have me interview on the show? Why? Ask the, that's the most offensive question you can ask anyone. Why? So why, why this podcast? Why me? Why this? Why that? Why that? And you can just why them all day long until they tell you what you're really looking for. And they'll give you all the answers to get you to hear. Most people, when they try to go through, you know, levels and they're, you know, every version it requires that level, right? So when you have to go through all these levels and that's, I love you that in anything in life, I don't care if it's podcasting business or personal, I don't care what it is. You have to go through levels. And it's going to take a different version of you in each one of those levels. Same thing for podcasting. You're not ready for the Pat Bit Davids and bring them on. You're just starting off. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the reps. You got to put in the time to really be in to have an impactful show and ask the right questions. I love bringing people on the show because no one's ever asked me that fucking question. That means I'm putting in the work, you know, and a perfect example for this. And, and I want to lead into a question. There's something that I wrote down and I want to make sure that I have a little surprise for you as well. When you very first started off in podcasting and you lost over 100 pounds and you, you started on that weight loss and having a gym and, and your growth and you found an amazing story. We haven't even gotten to all that stuff yet. Amazing story. PhD, previous heavily dude. <laughs> He's got the hat and all that good shit. When you're fat and overweight and un- unhealthy and mindset as well, and you're pretty much spiritually broken at that time. Could you, do you, could you even, did anything cross your mind on the way that you're a hundred percent authentic now? Would that ever cross your mind and how open you are? No, man. Like I was, I had the blinders on back when I was three, yeah. 327 ton of debt, you know, just circling the drain, not, not happy with any direction my life was going, feeling like I had zero control. I was just, just trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do in the next minute <laughs> you know right. like it was just, just it's good to say fair to say that you're reacting to life yeah yeah i was very reactive i wasn't proactive at all and 
you know, one day the, the light switch got flipped and, you know, personal growth happened and what was a crazy. spark? What was a spark? What was the, what, why did you hit that switch or was a switch hit for you? So this is kind of funny. I, I had never, up until 2007, this is the way I, I describe it. My only personal growth material that I ever dove into was the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. That was the only uh, reading I did. And I, you know, I was kind of a crap magnet and people didn't want to, like my friends started to distance themselves. Like they were, that was like social distancing back in 2007. Like, oh, I don't want to get any of the shit magnet on me. So, um, I had somebody that slipped me a DVD called the the secret, the law of attraction. And mm. I pretended to watch it and I gave it back. I was like, Oh, that was awesome. Thanks. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> no bullshit. I'm like, this is, what is this? Hocus pocus bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Like, awesome. yeah, yeah. You can believe it. You can do it. I'm like, okay, man, whatever. Peace out. Go ahead. Like, that, Peace that wizard, that wizard in the opening scene. <laughs> what is this con, um, con, conspiracy theory shit what is this <laughs> you know, i was so other-minded you know like but anyways go ahead similar so it pops back into my life a couple weeks later i have it on my dvd player it's like collecting dust mm. and i remember i i was at the grocery store i had forty thousand dollars in credit card debt racked up on just stupid shit and i wasn't sure i was gonna be able to pay for my groceries and i get home and i was like i'm gonna see what this shit's about so i watched mm. it and it's just like the lights got turned on for the first time ever. And then I dive into Tony Robbins and, mm -hmm. you know, Michael start going down the, you start going down the other rabbit hole. Yeah. The whole start thing. Going down, yeah. Love so it. I, I sat there and within a week I had mapped out what I call my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. This is one of the things I teach with my weight loss clients. And I mapped out what I wanted to create over the next five years and just things like, where I want my finances to be, my relationships, my business, just how I spend my time and how I show up each day. And that was the first time in a lot and maybe forever that I felt like I was in control. Like I, and it took me taking personal responsibility, the hardest exercise to do in the world. People are always like, you know, what's the hardest exercise? What's the best exercise? Should I be doing deadlifts or bench press, bro? I'm like, you got the hardest exercise. The most effective exercise is to take the finger of blame from going outward and, and just owning your situation. Oh, That's wow. just going right there and going, boom, I'm, if it's up, if it's to be, it's up to me. And I did that. I took personal responsibility and I said, this is, I'm going to create no matter what else happens in the world. I've got a five-year date. It was, I went from July 12th of 2007 to July 12th of 2012. I said, this is the deadline. I will keep showing up for these goals until that deadline passes or until I check everything off the list. So I created this statement, had some affirmations. I'm like, I can show up two times a day for myself. So in the morning, I'm going to read these. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to put myself in this place and I'm going to focus. You can't spell attraction right. without action. Like that's, that's the key thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to focus on it and then I'm going to go out and get it. At the end of the day, it was accountability. Read them again. Did I do anything? Did I do anything to move the needle 1% in the right direction? If the answer is no, something has to happen before I go right. to bed. Recess, it's got to yeah. happen every single day. So five years go by, uh, I lose over hundred pounds. I help my, I help 15 different people in my hometown lose over hundred pounds. That created a business. I started a boot camp. This was when boot camp fitness was really taken off. Mm -hmm. And we helped my hometown lose 35,000 pounds in, in that five years that I lost my hundred pounds, yeah. created a booming business, doing hundred person plus boot camps every eight weeks, just craziness, had 30 plus employees, got married, got rid of all the debt, started a family. I walked into my brand new 8,000 square foot fitness facility on July 19th, 2012. I was, 12, I was seven days late 
on the final thing that I needed to check <laughs> off. And it was because of like a zoning thing. I was pissed because like that my my door frame, the, the frame of my door at the bottom had a lip on it. It wasn't like OSHA compatible. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is, I've been doing this for Fuck five you, years. Yeah. Five years. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like seven, right. seven yeah. days late, but I walked in that mm -hmm. morning and I told the story that I just told you for the first time ever. I had a hundred people waiting for me in my eight oh, amazing, facility man. at 6 a.m. I told the story and there wasn't a dry eye in the house. I said, you know, five years ago, you know, basically to the date, that's where I was, you know, I was 327 pounds depressed, circling the drain of life, but I showed up myself consistently for five years and all of this has happened. And that's, that's kind of my, my personal manifestation story. All right. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back to all the great things you just mentioned. And by the way, congratulations, you know, again on that, um, that takes an extreme amount of discipline to sometimes take a really hard look at yourself on the actions and inactions and sometimes your think your thoughts that lead you can't you can't control your thoughts but you can direct them into a positive way and a positive you know obviously a reinforcements and building boundaries and standards and working yourself back behind it and i want to touch on this and I, this is my surprise for you you went from probably not really having a lot of friends and just being reactive to this Love that shit. Isn't that amazing? IG Reels. I, that freaking, when I, when I watched that for the first time, I was like, man, I can't wait to have another conversation. One, because I'm a huge, you know, um, Fresh Prince, you know, <laughs> Bella for a fan of Carlton, right? I can yeah. never do the Carlton. When I was a kid, I would try it. I, I don't know. I, I was white. So, but that was a pretty good impression, man. That was great. Now, I got to admit that that suit that I had, I bought that off the rack at a vintage store unaltered <laughs> i'm still i'm not i'm not a little guy i'm 6'3 230 still like i'm i'm not a small human and I, that thing fit but the pants are super tight so it it kind of and, and i can't raise my my arms pat my hands can't go past my shoulder height that's why i was kind of i was a little yeah. tight you know yeah. but uh yeah hey, now you know what those girls feel like when they're on the dance floor and they're wearing all that tight stuff like what is going on how do y'all move on this stuff you know like <laughs> what is going on but that's a, and it's an amazing. And I wanted to kind of like show people that until you're able to get to your true self and shedding those layers and getting to the true essence on who you are as a person and whatever brings you joy and happiness. And that's when I'm looking at that, that type of video, someone that's just so freaking excited and living life to the fullest. Yeah. I love it, man. And, and and what you do now, that's I think that's a complete reflection on all the hard work and everything you put in, all the the hard times when, you know, when you're very first starting off in your journey and you're like, man, I really want that cheesecake or I really want this. And I know that, that it's what you do when no one's watching. It makes an impact. Yeah. That's what makes an impact in your life, transformed your life. Yeah. With, with any goal, whether it's financial, business, weight loss, whatever, mm -hmm. The why has to be larger than the combined force of all the why nots because all the why nots happen all at once. Like mm -hmm. your girl leaves you, a pandemic happens, your kids got coronavirus, your dog's got coronavirus, you know, all this stuff is going to happen all at once. But if the why is bigger, like my kids play with Lego, so I, I look at it like Lego stacks, like it just has to be one block higher. If that why mm -hmm. is one block higher, you'll keep going. If it's not, you're not, you're going to quit. Right. 
And you have to get to that emotional root. That emotional root's important. And sometimes that root's going to need some nurturing before you can even try to do anything with it. You got to, I mean, it goes through the four A's, called the four A's, right? It's the, you know, looking at it and just being aware of what's happening and what's actually happening, going on in my mind, going on, and it's being alone in your own thoughts. And sometimes you can't be alone in your own thoughts. We're the subconscious, right? When you tap it into, you know, like when you wake up in the morning, it's the time that where your mind's coming to. It's like when you get in a car accident or something like that, you remember that and everything seems to slow down. That's going from that one part of your brain. Obviously, I'm going to make these people go science nuts, but you have to study the brain. That's what made an impact in my life. And then that going, going over to the librarian, right? Part of your brain, getting the information. That's your subconscious. That's where you need to live. That's where you can slow down time. I've learned how to do that. And I can literally be on a call with you right now in a very high emotional state, peak state, serving, making an impact, RPMs up, whatever happening. And I can probably reset within around three seconds and be in that subconscious, that part of the brain being so calm. It's one of my talents now, but it's taken a lot. But one of my skills, but I've had to develop over the years and it takes an extreme amount of discipline and an amount of, because I'm ADD. They are ADHD. Like I'm all over the fuck. I'm like, oh squirrel. I'm like, I was playing baseball one day and I was like, oh next time I'm playing football. Like I I'm all over the place. And that's what's helped me and you know, be who I am in sales. And that was my first journey. And then entrepreneurship, podcast, all these things that I'm doing now. I'm so blessed. But is owning all that stuff and being aware, then you have to accept it for what it is. Whatever's happened and how to defuse pain is that you need to deal with the pain. And then when you transform that into your rocket fuel, it's all about you just accepting that and being good with it. Be make peace with your past. Just be peace at peace. Hum, zim, whatever you do, whatever you need to do. I don't know. <laughs> Some people have to meditate like that. I don't. But then of course you action accountability. But the point I want to make, I mean, that every great mind I bring on this show and I go on other shows and I just, it's, you know, when you're coming on ours, it's different because it's about you. This is you. This is your story. But it's the same damn story. Same. It's the same pattern yeah. for me. It's all this. It's all the same stuff. But it's just said differently on each person and their story and their experience. And that's what makes it impactful. Yeah. I, I, I love. I love the way that you're able to communicate that message and bringing it out to the you know I guess university and bringing it out into communities. I mean how I mean. Are you always that open, even when it comes to your personal life, or is at some point do you put something up, a barrier for protection? Ah, I'm I'm pretty well out there at this point. So funny is I know that you don't have a you know you don't really have a lot of like clothing, right? Like especially for a guy, like you don't have a lot of clothing. But we had a brief conversation, and that's actually one of your items from clothing. Now that I've just discovered, that's, yeah. that's actually really fucking hilarious. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I I'm big into minimalism, and yeah, that's not like a, I, I I I don't view that as a negative thing or like a poverty mindset. I love minimalism because I view it through the lens of maximize the things that add the most value in your life, and you minimize mm-hmm. the rest. For me, I'm not big into clothes. So I told Chris before we started, I don't even know how we started talking about clothes. Oh, you asked me like interesting or weird things about me. So I was like, yeah, I'm a minimalist. I own 80 items of clothing or less at all times. So anytime you Socks see me, I'm, included. 
yeah, socks count as two. Like that's that was his first thing. He's like, what about socks? I'm like, that <laughs> see, what I'm, that's my mind. I, I can't help it. Go ahead. <laughs> so like, I don't rock like jewelry or anything like that. Like it's just, and it's not. I'm not anti clothes. Like, oh, you're a clothes wearer, Chris. We can't, we can't be friends. You <laughs> clothes, <laughs> clothes wearer. Uh, but it's uh, it's like that's that's my jam. It simplifies mm-hmm. my life, and I got the things that I do have are nice. Like we rock the public rec pants on stage for a. A, uh, a keynote at, at Podfest, and those are the I, best, man. I'm wearing them right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, I so got great. clothes that I love, and every it makes my choices very simple. And I will maximize other areas of my life, like you know, I own more than one microphone, or you know, I, I uh, you know, I'm really into books and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but having that minimalist mindset. Yeah, it's it's helped me quite a bit. Yeah, I own the disco suit for sure, and th- there are white shoes that go with it as well that you couldn't see in the video. Uh, I didn't see the nice. shoes. I didn't see the they're shoes. Like, they're, they're disco shoes. They're leather. Like it's, oh, it's like Inglewood shoes, like those type of style shoes. Like I, I love those idea. shoes, man. I, I the problem here's the problem, and and you know that I have sometimes with clothes is that you know there is so funny, man. I was so fit growing up and so fit in in, in the military, and after that, even I was always crossfitting. I was doing whatever I was doing, right? I was so fit and so so much in shape. And then I became an entrepreneur, and I started gaining a lot more weight because all I did was took my attention and put it on something else, and I compromised my quality of life in the way that I felt my health. And I had to learn now, and I've been just a saying that I've heard over the years, and I can't remember who exactly. I think it's probably one of my exes. I don't know. Said it doesn't taste as good as skinny feels, and that's no bullshit. Yeah. I've so been over the last year, bro. I've lost so much weight. I didn't realize I was so fat. I even called my team one day. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Why didn't y'all tell me, man? <laughs> like, like, th- why didn't y'all tell me that I was fat? Like, like I was like, I gained weight, but I wasn't like, like huge or anything, but you know what I mean? But I was like, man, I was like, but I feel great now. I just feel, I feel I'm on fire. I have so much more energy. I'm so, I feel light. I'm gonna start boxing again. You know, like, man, this is great. Hey. But, have I shown you this picture for everybody? That, that's me. You that, did say, yeah, I seen it last time. Yeah, that's like my dating profile picture. And I was like, if I put a puppy in front of my face, that might work. <laughs> oh man, leading with the like hope. I oh, mean, I'm, I'm I'm vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. But you're, it's like please. Like I don't <laughs> like dogs. I like cats. Whatever. But <laughs> like you don't see me behind it, or you have a dating profile. At least you're owning that and you're being authentic. Like most people, when they go to um have like a dating picture and it's not them in real life. Like that's they're like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not you. <laughs> like, who is this? Like, that's not you. Oh man. That's funny. Dude. That's I so have funny. a friend who I will not name that I'm, I, I've never been on a, like a, the a latest I dating either. sort of thing. Yeah, I, haven't either. I don't know how they work, but there's one that you can put a voice message and he wanted me to record the message with my voice. Good like, voice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Hey girl. I, I like <laughs> long walks on the beach and making out. Let's go. You know, like, <laughs> like, let's make this happen. Like, I'm here. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. <laughs> just, just quote Drake song, you know, like that's just, just when in doubt, quote Drake when he quote was Drake. Young. Yeah. And, quote Drake. and have Adam do the, the voiceover and you're good. Right? You're, you're, you're good to go, man. So, I mean, is that what, you know, like the podcasting and, and kind of having like a voice for that? Is it, does that help? Do you think? Yeah. For sure. And I didn't even realize my voice was that unique until I got into the podcasting world and people freaked the hell out about it. Like I speak on stage and everyone's like, you have the voice of God. And like yeah. I got one guy asked me to do a video game. And uh, but <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. I, I turned it down 
because he was gonna pay me a bunch of money but then he's like it's a ninja game can you do like an asian accent i'm like not unless you want to be super racist sounding i'm like this is gonna be terrible right yeah i'm from indiana i can't do an asian accent go find an asian person that can do this for you uh but it's with, with podcasting anytime you're trying to market you, you have to find out what's unique about you or how can you make somebody remember you? Can you make them laugh? Can you make them smile? Can you give them something to hang on to? That's when I came up with the whole PhD thing. Uh, and there's a story behind that too, where I started calling myself the previously heavy dude. So I'd go speak on stage at a weight loss event uh, like KetoCon, shout out Austin, Texas. And I'll get up there and be like, what's up everybody? My name is Adam Shively, aka the PhD, the previously heavy dude. And I tell my little mini version of my story and I get them laughing. And I wear this hat called the PhD and I've been recognized twice because of my hat in like airports and stuff. And I was eating at a restaurant. Talk about impressing my, my, my five-year-old, my 10-year-old kids. I'm at a restaurant in, at Disney World and somebody came up and was like, PhD. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I love that, man. That's freaking amazing. Like, so talk about that just for the listeners a little bit. If they don't know that part of that story. Tell them a little bit about that if you can. So the PhD came about have i told you the story yet yeah we were we were on i was about there was like off camera or okay. i might say off camera but like before we hit record on, on i when i came on your show okay so yeah. that's right that's right so there was there's a, a big branded podcast in the health space out there that i listened to i was like i know i can rock this show like i know i'd be a great guest and i know she had an application process so i felt the application but she only interviews like you only use doctors, Dr. Oz, Deepak Chopra, mm -hmm. like all these fancy pants people. And doctors aren't always the most entertaining people. So I'm like, no. I'm going to get on there. I'm going to stand out. I'm bringing the energy and I'm going to just blow these people's minds. But I have to kind of lie about being a doctor. So I felt the application <laughs> and I just put, I put PhD behind my name I and it. I go on the show. I crush it. I feel bad at the end. I'm like, listen, I got to tell you something. PhD stands for previously heavy dude. And I was like, I kind of like, I grip back. I'm like, uh oh, here it comes. And she's like, this is awesome. I love it. And like, I'm her, her most popular guest. I've been back more than once. You booked me for a January 1st episode and all this stuff. But that's, that's where the PhD came I from. Love, like, yeah. I love works. that. I love that. Cause the, the reason why I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to listen to sometimes, you know, maybe that might spark them to do something they normally wouldn't do. I'm not saying you do something unethically. It's not like he led with that. I'm a PhD and I graduated from here. It's not that you did that. It's just that, you know, that you passed the sniff test and it wasn't, and then it wasn't about, it was, you did it after you said, you mentioned it afterwards. And it was about the value and who you were in your story that brought it to the listeners. And like, Oh, I don't really give a shit because that's how, that's what, that's what it's all about. It's getting a start, getting a step, getting a step ahead. Like, just getting noticed. Like people have amazing stories, amazing stories that it's very special and unique because it's their experience on this damn planet. Yeah. But you don't, some people just don't have, they don't know how to write out your story, man. Like you might, you might have a book in there, at least five, but that last chapter hasn't been written yet. Keep moving, bro. Like, Yep. Tell your story, man. Like understand who you are and what you're trying to communicate. And if you're doing it that way, it's kind of like you, for me, it's therapeutic to kind of like always talk about it. And always talk about my sister. They want to talk about this. They want to, that people want to hear that stuff. They want to hear how'd you overcome all this shit. That's what they're inspired by. Yeah. Because 97% of the people in the world are, are stuck in that fucking routine. Yeah. Being yeah. reactive. Yeah. And you got to think, how can, how can you stand out? If you want to do something big, if you want to make a big splash, like 
another example, I know I've not told you this story. <laughs> this is one of the craziest things I've ever done. I, uh, I'm in the Midwest and one of the biggest events that I like to go to in the Midwest is called the summit of greatness. Uh, Lewis house puts it on and you know, he's got a big following and he's kind of a, a big wig in the podcasting space. And I'm like, I want to get Lewis's attention. What, what could I do? Well, one of my clients at the gym is his name is Kunga Norbu and nobody knows that name, but he's the nephew of the Dalai Lama, like the Dalai oh, Lama. Wow. Really? No kidding. So, uh, Kunga, his family, one of the, one of their like responsibilities is to raise a Tibetan awareness and they would go on these long walks. And I was like, Kunga, let's do a walk to, from Bloomington, Indiana to Columbus, Ohio. And we're going to call it the walking to greatness. And we're going to do the Tibetan flag and me and you and the, the <laughs> Tibetan crew. So I walked with the nephew of the Dalai Lama and all these like Tibetan monk people from Bloomington, Indiana to Columbus, Ohio. That's over 200 plus miles. I walked a marathon for eight days in a row with these people. And the whole time Lewis Howes is sharing it out. And we got there and he like Kunga presented him with like this scarf that was, you know, blessed by the Dalai Lama and all this stuff. And it was totally cool. I, I mean, I was, I was like, I can combine these two things and they're both awesome. And yeah. it's not like I'm using my friend to do this. I'm like, uh, sometimes that perfect idea just comes together. I'm like, this is great for everybody involved. And we had yeah. so much awareness for the Tibetan cause and we were on Tibetan TV and all this crazy stuff. We had monks. Uh, there was a monk. We were somewhere. I was, I was going to ask you, is that when he shaved, just started shaving your head? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we had monks running down like sides of highways with crock pots, bringing us like stew and things. And like they're in the robes and they're running down. I'm the like, you don't have Tupperware, bro. Like, we're loving it. You bring me out a crop. <laughs> it was awesome, man. It was awesome. But it was totally crazy. It was one of the craziest things I've ever done. But it's like one of the highlights of my life. What an experience, right? Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, what was, what was their, initial reaction in the first post when they started to reshape, what was their initial reaction to it? Do you think, or do you well, remember? Well, the, well, I posted in the community first. I'm okay. like, Hey guys, here's what I'm going to be doing. I posted a video, me and Kunga. I'm like, this is the nephew of the Dalai Lama. Here's the story of the people of Tibet. Here's why we're, why we're raising awareness. And the community just jumped on board. Like, can I come and walk with you? So people were flying in early to meet us wherever we were and walk with us part of the way and just turned into this whole thing. And then Lewis started commenting, uh, his mom, his mom, <laughs> this is hilarious. Lewis Howe's mom is like a super fan of my podcast. She has my quotes on her refrigerator on sticky oh, that's notes. Oh, so amazing. Yeah. I'm like, that's when Lewis Howe's goes to his mom's house, my quotes are on the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> wearing your shirt and stuff. <laughs> wearing it. Can you imagine she's got like a, you should get a magnet, a PhD thing, a magnet, like oh. a magnet for a refrigerator is perfect. Shout out to Diana House. What's up? Right. So, Louis, if you're, you're listening to this, man, I would love to have you on the show just to ask them questions just of that, just the content, just for that. I want to ask those questions. So when you, you know, when the frequency and all that stuff comes out and, you know, when it's, it's going to happen one day. But when we do have a chance to meet, I'm going to ask questions of that. <laughs> just so you know. So <laughs> there's when, no questions that no one else has ever asked them. Like, oh, like who's on your mom's fridge? <laughs> That's a hell of an intro. You know, yeah. like. That's like, yep. like, I got all these questions that everyone's ever asked you, Lewis, you know, like all these, you know, amazing people that, you know, you have come on your show to school of greatness. I think it's school of greatness, right? Yep, yep. So school of greatness and you going on all these other shows, <clears throat> excuse me, going on Oprah and all this shit, right? I'm going to ask you a question. No one's ever asked you who's on your, whose quotes are on your mom's fridge. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love this shit. This is great. You give me some ammunition. You know, that's the, like the way my mind works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the way my mind works, man. I don't know why it does it this way, but I don't. I think that you know, people do think of the things that I do think about. I'm just a little bit more open, and I'm going to say whatever's on my mind. And of course, I mean, I've never met a successful person, like a really successful person, that talks shit about somebody and kick somebody while they're down. I've yeah. never met one that does that. Yeah. When do you think that that changed? I know the years ago you would you would see stuff like that. People not making maybe making that shift over and living in an abundant world and lifestyle. What do you think that was? I mean, when did you start identifying people that you know are really successful that the way that they act and treat people others? Well, I mean, when I started to network with other podcasters, like my first year of podcasting, I was kind of like still in that that really competitive gym owner mindset guy mm -hmm. that like everybody's out to get me and no one's going to help me. And it was actually at one of the summoner greatness events. I was standing in line and I, that's where I met Justin Shank, our, our mutual friend. And yeah, he, was, that guy. Yeah. he was blabbing on about podcasting. I was like, wait, you're a podcaster. Like I was just right behind him in line. And I, I, I just, that's how I met him. I'm like, dude, I'm podcasting. I'm like, I'm like rowing the podcasting struggle boat right now. I need some help. And I was like ready to quit and all this. And he's like, I'll help you out, man. And just having him step forward and mentoring me and going, I'm going to show you everything I know. We're going to level things up. You got your content is great. Your energy is great. We just need to make a few tweaks and you're off and running. Yep. And I was like, this is amazing. And then he introduces me to 10 other podcasters and they introduced me to 10 other podcasters. And now mm -hmm. it's just like, everybody's just giving and we're just trying to level everyone else up. Like anybody that reaches out to me and they're like, will you be on my show or can we talk podcast? I'm like, yes, yes. Every single yeah, time. Every, yeah, me too. Same, yeah, same. Always. Like coming on, like I, I feel it's like my moral obligation and my responsibility to the listeners to bring on the right guests because it's obviously what the name is, the win-win effect. Me going on other shows, fucking 100%. I go on, I don't care. I don't care if you have, but I, I don't like to go on shows. I will tell you this. They send me all the questions and then ask the questions and I actually give me a, give me a chance to rebuttal off of your statement or the way you framed it or whatever. I want to have a conversation. Yep. But then I, and I do give people respect. Obviously it came on yours and I didn't take control and start asking questions. I mean, yet this is all about respect and knowing, yeah. you know, it's, it's your job to get the information out of me. It's my job to get the information out of you. And if you notice, like, I don't really, I'm not asking a lot of questions. They're going to you know, put a white light over top of you. Like Adam, when you, we're at 75 pounds that you lost. <laughs> How many right? carbs did you eat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I'm not going to ask any fucking – no one gives a shit, right? I want to ask the questions for the listener, like whether they want to hear, like like you're about your story. I mean, so that kind of frames the next part of what I wanted to talk to you about. When you started like losing weight and you maybe hit that 25 pounds and then 50 and those milestones – when people started taking notice, did that give you more motivation or did it demotivate you? Oh, no, it definitely fuels the fire. And this is, this okay. is a topic that I talk about a lot, too. Like, it's important to understand that there's a little bit of a process behind this. Okay. Yeah. So what does that process look like for you? So I, I teach a concept that I call the transformation timeline. And there, there are three phases of it. And it's important to be present and understand the power of what you're going through and, and just like and celebrate yourself. I'm like, yes, I'm losing weight. This is great. But that can't be the only focus point because eventually you run out of real estate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So the transformation timeline, the first part, you just have to escape what I call the black hole of fitness doom, which is where you, you do a program, you lose some weight, life happens, you crash and burn, and you just kind of circle the drain in that area. Like 
describe the first like 17 days of January for the typical American. That's that's what happens. Of course. So once once we escape that. Then we got to like get everyone into everyone has a pie in cups. Like I, I actually said that one time walking into, I don't know what year it was. I think it was in Austin, Texas. You hit Austin. I don't know what, but it's so funny how this stuff like links in and I'm going to let you finish because this is beautiful. But I did walk in on like January 1st or like 2nd and there was a gym. I couldn't get in a gym with so many people. And I was like, what is it? We're having a pie eating contest today. Like what's going on? You know, like what the fuck? Like I want to go work out, man. We had to, I just got to get up three o'clock in the morning and go work out. Go ahead. Finish. Just, These just, guns aren't going to shred themselves. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Oh, I was like, give me the jelly donuts. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so the yeah, but if you go on like January 5th, though, then you're good. That's the that's the key. Yeah. Uh, don't go on the first. So that's the first phase. You gotta escape the black hole of fitness doom. Then the second phase I call uh we, we have to have, find that lifestyle and health balance. Because a lot of people freak out and they're like, I can't handle this boot camp mode. I can't exercise yeah. six times the a word, week. The word forever. triggers something. Yeah, that word triggers something. Yeah. So we have to find balance and we say, all right. You know, I'm, I'm do I've, I've initiated momentum. I've reversed course. I've done that U-turn where I was going the wrong direction. I put in energy to reverse course and now I'm going in the right direction. Now we have to find balance. So I'm happy and satisfied with my lifestyle. And I'm also happy and satisfied with the direction my health's going. That's the second phase. The third phase I call new purpose, new identity. And if you don't execute this, you will gain it all back. And I see this happen all the time. Like I'll have clients that are all about, I got to lose a hundred pounds so I can find somebody to love and get married. They lose 100 pounds, they find love, they get married, they gain it all back yeah. because they didn't transition into, okay, what's the next thing that's going to build up my why? It's back to those why, why nots. So, you know, you got, you got to find out why, why is going to find you. And it's, sometimes yeah. it comes calling with heart attack. Sometimes it comes calling with stroke. Uh, sometimes it comes calling with, with all these negative things. You don't survive that why not happening to you. So mm -hmm. you have to find that next thing. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm going to get into adventure races or trail runs or, uh, you know, Brazilian jujitsu, or I'm going to walk a 5k or, or, you know, any, any sort of things like that. But you have to find that next thing that's going to keep you getting out of bed and going, and it's going to cause you to need to learn and continue to, to improve and keep sharpening the saw. Cause if you don't do that, we backslide. And that's where people really that, struggle. I love that. Um, just to touch on what you said there and just that, not to add something, I'm going to give it a different perspective of someone understanding something about setting goals. I had someone, I don't know if I was on a show. I don't know if I was on their show. Maybe I was at an event. This is before, this, you know, before COVID. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, but when I was having a conversation with him and he was talking about there was somebody in his class when he was graduating high school. And it was on a podcast. Now it was Stephen Tierney. Tierney, what's up, man? Hope you're doing well. He's an ex-professional snooker player. You ever seen that pool snooker? Like, it's the longest fucking game ever. Like, wow, the, all the balls the same color. Like, I'm trying to play pool and shit. Great game, by the way. It's a defensive game. Anyways, but he mentioned something that is his high school person. I, mean, I don't call it high school here. It calls something else. But whatever it is. But they, he, she set a goal to have, be a, you know, a dance school. Have that school. And she knew exactly what she wanted to accomplish. But that was a stepping stone for her. And that's what was be my point. For him, he was like, I want to be a, a professional snooker player. But I asked a question and I kind of opened them up and said, well, what if you've probably set a goals like I want to become the best snooker player ever that's ever touched? One of those big ass long tables with all the balls that look the same, <laughs> right? But you probably would have won multiple, you know, obviously championships and tournaments. <clears throat> and he was like, well, that's actually true. And I wish I would have, you know, had that approach when I was playing professionally, but I learned it now in business that the ones that, you know, they set goals, you can have, and that's why I talk about like targets, daily tasks, measure and reassess, to get to the overall outcome 
If you do it that way, you'll blow past that outcome because that outcome is just a stepping stone to getting to the next level. That's all it is. But if you wait long enough, the universe will dictate your options for you. And that's when you have a heart attack or whatever that is. I mean, look, people, they, they eat whatever they want to eat, suppressing emotions or eating whatever, I mean, whatever's happening, whatever their situation is. There's a lot of people and they get to a certain weight. They can't work out because they're fat as fuck and they can't run. Their knees are bad or they wait long enough. The universe, don't worry. The universe will make the decisions for you, bro. They'll make, and if you're a lady, I mean, no offense. This, the universe is going to make the decision for you if you wait long enough. I mean, would yeah. you agree to that? Yeah, I'll give you a really sad example. And, you know, I'm, I'm a recovering gym owner now. I sold my gym pre-COVID. Good move. And um, Good for you. But in my last, like, six months, there was an example of we have a boot camp program, and it's high account, very high accountability. Like, you have to report in every single day to a coach, or they kind of come and find you. And this guy's like, I got to lose 50-plus pounds. I'm at risk for, you know, stroke, heart attack, all these things. I've got wife. I've got kids. So he came in day three. He's like, I don't have time for all this email business. I'm going to quit. So he paid 500 bucks, quit on day three, heart attack, dead six weeks later. Whoa. Wife and kids, young kids. And I'm not saying I would have saved his life. I would have loved to have a chance, you know, right. and that's his why I came calling and he wasn't ready to pay the bill on that deal and dead. So that's that that shook me, man. I was like, that's why I'm doing this. And that's why. I, it kind of was the the thing that that broke me over the edge. I'm like, man, I've been doing this for a decade, and this intense, this is some intense shit. And I take that to heart. Like, I, I lost that one, and I, that's hard on me, man. That's hard. And uh, that's when I was like, I gotta. I think I'm gonna start transitioning into full time podcasting because it's just a decade of that of letting people plug into you daily. I'm like, borrow oh, my wow. energy, borrow my energy, borrow my energy. Eventually, you run out of energy. And right. Uh, it was negatively impacting me and things like that took a toll. Right. I'm strong enough to be able to have someone latch on to my purpose and my energy and draining me. But when I learned how to plug myself, always be plugged into my energy source and where I'm getting my fulfillment from, now it's just a different capacity. Used to be just individuals, then companies and corporations, now podcasts, and there's freaking hundreds of thousands of people that I'm making contact with that I never would probably ever meet. You know, if I had an opportunity to, great. But what I'm saying is, is that when I, and that's something very similar, like I was, my whole life was being impacted. I was, I was giving all the other people that main, meant the world to me, that my family, friends, and the people that, you know, I really, I took for granted because they were getting what was left of me, not the best of me. Like what I did for a living, I was bought into the identity of being successful. Because I didn't, I wouldn't come for money, man. You know, like, I didn't, but I was really good at what I did. I was that's how you turn yourself from good to great to freaking phenomenal is plugging yourself into that energy source and, and balance. It's not like you say work life balance. It's just part of my life. I don't know if it's work or not work. That's what my life is is that now. That was the twenty twenty is giving me a clear vision, bro. Like and, and pointing and talking about pointing that finger and holding yourself accountable, but I when you're, and that's why I, my hat's off to the people that, you know, the nurses and doctors out there, especially right now with this COVID stuff, I couldn't do it. My heart's too big, man. I would get, I would, I don't know. Like, I don't, I have always had a hard time dealing with like death. Like they're gone. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. My emotions would get too involved. Yeah. And 
it, it eventually starts to eat away at you. And when I started walking through my gym doors and I was like, I don't really want to be here right now. Like that's when I wow. knew I was like this. Yeah, it's you got to go. That was the dream. Like you heard the story. I'm walking through yeah. the doors with a hundred people and all that. And like the dream, thinking about it for five years, obsessing mm -hmm. over it. And then a decade later being like, I don't want to be here. That's yeah. something, something's going on. And that, that's when it's time for change. That's how I feel about sales. Like I get on shows and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's where I made my bones in entrepreneurship is sales. The people say, oh, you're a sales. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like what I do is I share a vision and I, you know, communicate with you some of the things that, you know, you know, maybe can help you and, and along the way, but whatever program, product, service or good t-shirt or popsicle, I didn't sell you that shit. I sold what it could do for you in the next five, 15, 20 years. That's what I sold you. I sold you on the vision that you communicated to me. And all I did was I didn't convince, I don't, that's, that's the thing that we're, that's how I made my bones is that I looked at the script and was like, I'm not reading this shit. I come and have a conversation. I put myself into it. Like Adam, they would have no idea what I was even calling them to like sell them something or convince them to do something. They'd be like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, and they would hang the phone up. Like, I don't know who that guy was, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? and that's what I do with podcasting. Just be honest with you. I just use my, I use me. It's me. Like I'm a hundred percent, bro. Like same cat you'll see on stage, same cat you're listening to right now, Starbucks, or even at the moments where I don't want anyone to watch me. I'm the same cat though. Same dude. It's it's interesting that you just said that because when you recently came on my show and like in my pregame, I'm thinking like, we're going to pull out some major like sales guru nuggets out of this guy. Right. And it was a completely different conversation and is unexpected in a good way. Like I was like, this is way better than the conversation that I thought we were going to have. Like mm -hmm. it really, uh, so what you said is a hundred percent true. And I think that's awesome. Right. Yeah. I, I appreciate you saying that. And you know, and I, I cherish that. I, I don't know when it's coming. When is it coming first a year or somewhere yeah. around there? Yep. So, and, and I appreciate you. That's a big date, man. It's kind of like the super bowl. Like you have, you know, like the super bowl commercials and you have certain, you certain spots that yeah. that's a big one. First, first one of the year, man. First podcast of 2021 on podcasting business school, Mr. Chris Ross. Oh man. That's amazing, dude. That's amazing. I'll have to try to time it out to where I mean, you know, there's going to be guys and I want everyone to understand this, just get used to this guy. Cause he's going to, you know, it doesn't matter if we're on live, we're on whatever, whatever I'm, I love meeting phenomenal people and I am blessed and grateful for every conversation that you have. Cause I don't know when it's going to be my last conversation. And why am I saying that at 39 years old? Cause this is one thing that 2020 has given every single person is a different perspective. Should have at least, <laughs> you know, I mean, podcasting, I mean, whatever you're trying to do and making an impact. I mean, where can our, I mean, I know that you have a podcast business school. Do you have, you're going for your third, what is your third podcast going to be called? Or do you not know yet? So I'm, I'm doubling down in the podcasting space with, with podcasting business school. I niched down to just talking business, marketing, okay. things like that. So my new show, I just want to talk to as many podcasters as possible. And I've perfected the podcasting naming thing. When you talk branding and podcasting, you want to be like, you want people to know what you're talking about when they scroll through and see your thing. So the new show is called Let's Talk About Your Podcast. <laughs> I kept it simple, bro. I like it. So the, like, what was that? I don't know. You triggered my mind. Like, remember that? Like, I don't know. It was back in the I guess early 90s. Like, let's talk, um, I don't know. It was a stupid ass movie. 
Like, let's talk about it straight. No, I was thinking Paul Abdul straight up. Now tell me. Okay, I don't know what I'm going to sing. I'm not the guy. I got to get my disco suit and shit. Didn't it? Didn't it? Didn't it? I'm, I'm going to wear the blue, the blue set, the blue angel next time. Uh, next time we speak, man. Oh, I have, have another one. I have another one just for the listeners to see this. Okay, I have another one. I was going to pull out, but I like the Carlton thing. We we'll hit this one, okay? Those were the white shoes. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Now, now that you've pointed that out, but were you wearing a kilt? I just caught that. Yeah, dude. I used to be a Highland Games athlete. Let me let me show you another picture, man. This is this is me throwing the caber. There you go. Boom. If my team's listening to this right now, your research sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> before we had our first meet, this is obviously we're friends now. It's different, but that's great. I mean, to show that up again. That's me. That's that's big, big daddy in the kilt. Big daddy kilt, man. That's yeah. some cool stuff, bro. I was like, is he wearing a skirt? I'm like, that's a kilt. So my, I did a different. My, so. uh, my Scottish name was Skid McMarcus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything else about that. <laughs> I, I, I have so, my mom listens to this show. Okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm about to say some shit. Oh, uh, that's how it started for me, though, man. When I was doing podcasting, I'm like, oh, you should do podcasting. And I was like, I don't fucking got time for this shit. I'm making money. I'm doing this. I'm building businesses. Do it. I was on a line. But then when I started doing the show, I did have, I did envision, like, not where I'm at today on what the growth and I'm just blessed, right? I'm not that. But I did, it was kind of like my way of getting out the sales and being done with it. Like the first two seasons, I, that's why Wes was there. Wes was flushing out the, I, I can't get on a microphone and just talk about all the, you know, the things that I've done. And, you know, the methods, techniques, I, my methodology and obviously what I implement, what I do with people and how I, you know, bridge the gap between sales, marketing, operation, and fulfillment has everything to do with one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. And I'm having to align it all the way through your whole company. And that's how I make an impact with people. But that was my way of getting it out. Like, all right, I'm done with just like you, you mentioned about the, you know, the 10 years after you got your first gym and after the, the what's it? You know, seven years or what five years and then seven days like you couldn't do it oh fucking osha by the way so and then you get there and you have 10 years later a decade later and you're like i don't want to do this shit no more because that's when you transformed your life and your body you're now addicted to growth you got you got that gene you got that i don't know like that um that secret sauce like you got a taste of what life should feel like and that's what I want for, for the listeners. And that's what I want for every person on this planet. I want you to feel what it feels like to do something you never thought you were going to ever accomplish and what that feels like. And then it fizzles away 15 seconds. <laughs> After that, you got to find something else. I mean, the way that I talked about that, the way that I kind of like put your story in there when I was, you know, kind of like trying to communicate that, I mean, you listening to that now, and I know how hard it is for me to, to when people talk about my bio and all the things that I have achieved. How how does that resonate with you? Like, what what are some of the feelings that you feel when someone is talking about how great your story is and how and proud of you? And what do you what feelings go through you when someone's communicating that to you? I mean, that's a great question. 
because I feel like one of the things that we don't do well as human beings is measure correctly when we talk about success. Mm -hmm. Like it's always, we always measure from where we stand to where we want to be, but I believe in measuring from where we stand to where we've come, where we started, no matter what it was. And that's something I learned from one of my mentors, Dan Sullivan. And uh, like, that's a guy that wants to live to be a hundred and 56 years old and he's like 70 something. He's like, I'm, I'm middle age. And like, it's, it's so cool. So measuring correctly. So when I hear somebody talk about things that, that I've accomplished with my weight loss or with my community or people I've helped with business, things like that, I accept that. Like, I'm like, thank you. And yeah. I, I sit in it and I remember it. And like, I remember I had a goal. One of my financial goals was I want to be mortgage free in my thirties. Like I would, I don't, I don't want to, right. Have, and I, I I hit that. So every time, that's a good, like, goal. That's a good so, goal to have. A lot of people don't have those types of goals. Yeah. So when I when I come down to my pod bunker in my basement, I I think about this at least once a week. I'm like, I did that mortgage free. Like it's it's awesome, and I'm very proud of that. And it's okay to feel pride in things that we accomplish. We need to do more of that to keep us motivated to drive forward to accomplish yeah. the next thing. Right. I feel like if we just check the box and go, okay, now the next, what's the next thing, and that I'm not there yet, it's chasing the horizon line. And right. that's what wears us out. We don't take the time to sit and go, wow, that shit was awesome. Like was walking, walking 200 miles. It's a miles. journey, bro. Yeah. It's a journey, yeah. bro, that I'm addicted to. It's the journey. That's why I know as long as I have the resources available and history is proven, I'm always going to have the resources available as long as I keep making the right choices and decisions because it's the small choices and decisions that lead me to the big things that I do. And, and some people, some people are like, how are you doing so many amazing things? And I'm pretty sure you get the same type of stuff. Like, how are you doing all this stuff? It's the small gains. Like I made that dedication to become 1% better each and every day. It sounds fun in a meetings when I say that bullshit and it's a good little catch line. It's, I'm not saying something to you that makes you feel a certain way. That's not my goal. I'm saying something to you and I'm communicating a part of my life that's transformed my life because I believe in the outcome because I believe in the process. It's the hard work, bro. Like that's the... It's a prerequisite for success is hard work. And people say, and then, you know, I, I love Gary Vee, by the way. And I love like some of his messaging and some of the stuff, but you can, if you're, if I was someone that didn't have the mindset and didn't have the knowledge and didn't put in the work, I, I, I listen to what he's saying. It does motivate, does like, do different things, but I take what I need from it. But if I was someone that didn't have that mindset, like, you know, work this and this and this and this, and you're creating like, Someone is going to potentially have a heart attack and work themselves. They don't even know what the fuck they're working on. There's a difference between being productive and busy. Like when someone says, well, what have you been up to? I'm like, I don't say busy anymore. I'm like, I've had a productive week. I said, I fucked some shit up this week. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I fucked some shit up this week. This is some, this is fun. That's how I look at it though. For if you're a new podcaster or new someone just maybe in going, you talked about at the beginning, like going down a rabbit hole of, you know, self-improvement before you sort of read, you know, uh, being exposed to that other way of thinking and that way of life. And that, that, um, I guess the, not a lifetime movie, it was called a lifetime movie. It was the, the <laughs> it's not the lifetime movie. What is it? The secret movie was the collecting secret. dust. Yeah. The secret. Of attraction. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, you know, like head meditate, like you see it, believe it, you feel it, you smell it. And yeah. Okay, great. But what kind of advice would you give someone like what to pay attention to and what to kind of take in, and then implement in their life. So that way they don't get so caught, bought into the, the smoke and mirrors and bullshit in the industry. Cause we all know that, that part of the industry. Well, I think 
one of the filters that's helped me a lot with all the bullshit is, you know, the whole fear of missing out, trying to keep up with everybody else. Like that's real. And you'll be like, Oh, you know, like whenever, you know, I, I run podcasting circles and somebody will like share their numbers with me. Like it's two and a half million downloads. Is that good? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> kill me. Like I've been podcasting for like three days. I have 2 million. Is that good? I'm like, Oh, that's really good, man. Uh, so like it's easy to compare ourselves to other people. I'm like, why am I not doing that kind of action? So I, I've got this this filter that I, I call enough versus more. Like, and I, I weigh, I use that as a scale, like mm. my social media with my income. Like, <laughs> I, I was in a, a mastermind group, and there was this giant pissing contest that happened in, in, in like a horseshoe fashion, where we're I've been, all well, I've been involved in one of those. Yeah, and back, <laughs> we were, backstage. Yeah, I get it. Uh. We were supposed to. <laughs> we were supposed to talk about our financial goal for the year and the first person you know is like i'm gonna do six figures on my show this year and the next person's like i'm gonna do quarter mil and the next person's like i'm doing two million and then it gets to me that guy next to me is like i'm gonna do five million dollars this year it gets to me i'm the last person and i stand up i go i'm working on 60k of residual recurring income but I'm going to spend the first three hours of every day doing whatever I want to do. I'm going to drive my kids to school. I'm going to talk to the most interesting people for at least an hour every single day. I'm going to pick up my kids from school and I'm going to be a dad the rest of the day. That's my goal for the year. And everybody, and everybody, everybody turns to me and they go, they go, I want to do what he does. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to do. I want to swap goals. Yeah, but that good for you, man. Because that, you, you spoke from your heart. You know, I'm, excuse me. I'm not going to get into a, you know, a dick sizing contest or a pissing contest or a horse, you know, who's sure like that compound effect. I've always been that cat to do something completely different. Like, you know, when um, I mentioned my mom, like listening to podcasts, I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to launch podcasts. I'll launch podcasts. Oh, my mom will listen. My companies will listen. My friends will listen. Maybe some of them. And, and I realize it. You got to pay very close attention to people that don't clap when you win. <laughs> That's what it's done for me. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, they refuse to like that shit. <laughs> yep. They refuse to listen to it. I'm like, I don't want to listen to it, you know, because they're not ready for it. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate your judgment. I appreciate everything. But when you mentioned like all these different things, you need to step out your own, your own box. In my life, there's no box. Anything is possible. Anything. And you know, I think it was like I think it's David Goggins. He mentioned he was running one time. He's like he asked himself, "What if?" And I and I do the same type of thing. What if I don't? What if I let myself down? What if there's a lot of people counting on me right now, man? There's my listeners, you know, listeners, and going on your show. There's everyone's counting on me, and that's how I hold myself accountable. To like, I'm gonna do what shit's difficult every day. I'm gonna do what I want to do. I want to do what things that bring me joy. I talked about I don't bring my phone in a room. You know, like you taking your kids to school. Like, I mean, one of my favorite memories when I was back in Charleston, when I very first started my business, and Bella, she's my oldest niece. She's 10 now. I think she was like three at the time. And I used, I got, to, I had an opportunity and I, and I had, I was blessed with this opportunity to go pick her up from school and take her to school. I, I was practicing my like sales pitches or sales conversations with a three year old child and I got more from it, you know, but. I remember those conversations and you know, the impact, you know, it's so funny and it's comes full circle. I had no idea this was going to come up, What's and then I want to bring this up with you. Cause I know that you're probably, you cherish some moments when you're taking your kids to school and those, you know, those memories, you're never going to, you know, it's something you, you're always going to cherish. But 
what actually you don't realize the impact that you make in other people's lives, not the people that you listen to your show, bro, the kids around you. Cause my oldest niece, like um, I had a teacher last year sent her teacher sent a message, like a note home to my sister or mom, obviously. And <laughs> she goes, you're, Precious Bella, I don't know who your uncle Chris is and who he's about, but I, I did Google him and I figured out who it was. And I would love to have him. If he speaks to kids and goes to schools and speaks. I would love him have him come speak to the class because Bella corrected me and says success is a choice. <laughs> you don't realize that kids pay you that much attention in that those times. So if you're not doing what you love to do and doing with the things that bring you joy and that true happiness, the bliss. That's something you never can trade for money. I couldn't if I said, Adam, whatever, what time do your you go pick your um, drop your kids off? Eight, seven, what time? Eight o'clock. Okay. Well, I'm running a mastermind. I'm running this, and then what I would like to do is I would like to say, and this might happen. I'm like, well, listen, I, I would actually give you residual income, twenty percent on this, twenty percent on that, and it could be a five million dollar type of deal for you, lucrative deal within the next thirty years for yourself. Not alone the stepping stones, connections, and all the things that you could potentially do only in that hour in a day. What would you tell me? It's it's a no-go zone, man. It's it's just it's, it's that en enough versus more thing. It's like, what is the difference of more money? It's just more money. Like, I don't have a mortgage. I have 80 pieces of clothing. Like, what am I gonna buy? Some more socks, you know? <laughs> I have I got four million dollars of socks. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you know, I'm gonna get you for Christmas socks, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> take these, take these 10 pair socks. Now it's 20, right? Cause you count them as two. Now you have a hundred pairs of clothing. I'm gonna have to get rid of some shit, man. Like that's that, <laughs> if I get, if somebody gives me something, I have to get rid of something else. Like that's the rule, man. One in, one out. Right. I'm like right in the end up you know, like in, in, um, in the sock, like motherfucker, like <laughs> coupons like, I would have put it, you know how like you on Amazon, you can get the subscribe thing and do it and send it to your house. Like, you know, every month or whatever that is. Like, do you, oh, I have so many ideas right now. This if is I took, that's bad. the biggest thing I took away from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to send joking. Adam socks on recurring order. So he yeah. has to get rid of shit. Socks, like <laughs> socks, t-shirts, all kind of stuff. Ugly Christmas sweaters. Oh yeah. Oh I have a story real quick and I want to let listeners know, like I had a, you know, like the ugly sweater thing. Well, you know, it is, man. When you start making like, sh oh shit money, you never thought you would ever make. You have that new money syndrome type of thing. You buy a bunch of dumb shit. You don't, you shouldn't buy. So like I had a, um, I'm a huge fan of rap fan uh, growing up. And of course the eighties and you know, nineties is the best, you know, decades for rap, especially like early nineties. Um, Biggie. Right. So I was a Tupac guy, but I like Biggie. Of course you like Biggie, but you know, like the Gucci sweaters from Australia. I used to thought it was Gucci. We were saying Gucci. It's just Gucci. Right. So that's a whole different brand. <laughs> I had no idea until, you know, it's obviously start making money. Well, that was my ugly sweater. I have it in my freaking closet, bro. I, I bought it and wore it once and then I did anything else with it. I'm like that was a stupid $700 purchase. Nice. <laughs> but that, that's my ugly sweater, bro. I'll buy you one of those and a bunch of socks. You get, you, I can trade that out for a lot of socks, man. <laughs> oh, socks man. for my kids. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I, uh, I want to get. I want to rock a um, that like onesie pajama thing, like my daughter was wearing that one dance video, like the, the My Little Pony with hoodie with the horn on it, you know. And like that's that that'd be a worthwhile purchase for me. I think the the adult size. Right. Congratulations on everything, man. Even the 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 happiness within your own home when you're shooting your videos. I mean, that's something that speaks to me like loud and clear is the most important thing and always keeping yourself, I guess, you know, focus on the things that, you know, they're going to bring you to, you know, 
return on, um, return on investment. Like I don't, I'm working as hard as I am right now for my daughter's opinion on me when, when she's 35. That's how, that's why I have a whole different purpose, man. Yeah. She was born like it, something it clicked. It, it snapped. And I was like, whoa. I, now I know why I've done all this work. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's nothing's an accident. Nothing. Everything is pre-written. And I think it's like a cycle maybe. And you can please share your views on this, but I believe, you know, it's like a cycle and it goes around in a circle, right? Just like, you know, we go around the sun for a year around the sun, right? <laughs> One more trip around the sun if you're lucky, but it gets a big cycle. And you, there's a cycle of all the choices and decisions that you can make during those times. And I'm going to keep coming back around. And it's up to you to make the right ones. It's like solving a puzzle, I guess. When you make the right ones, more options show up. Less options show up. To the, every time he goes back around, you lose options. That's how I look at it, in my opinion. I mean, when you're, I look at you as your complete reflection of, of your decision and choice and your experiences in life. From the, from the time that you were born to the time you are right now. Complete reflection of it. That, that opens my... I mean, when some... I, you know, to be honest, I don't think I've learned that information. It's just going through trial and error and going through my own fucking journey. And I realized how many... But then I, got, I look back, I'm like, man, I wish my, like, my mid-20s would have been different. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would be living a different... But then again, I, I'm grateful for that because I know now what I don't want. I don't want to live that way. I can't live that way. It's about shedding layers, man. I, I, what is your views on that? Well, I, I think the way you look at it is is a beautiful way to look at life, you know, because it's just there's so much out there for us. And I feel like sometimes we have those blinders on and we're just, we're just going through the motions. And it's just like, and like you say, when there's we lose options as we, we cycle through uh, another year, Time just seems like it's just going so much faster. <laughs> also, you know, I don't, flying, I'm like, bro. like I don't even know flying. It's, it's fun. You can't slow down time. You can't slow down time if you're tapping into your subconscious. But go ahead, go ahead, finish. So it just makes me level up the aware of connectedness that I have all day long. Like I hug the shit out of my kids and I tell them I love them like all damn day long. And like I'm really thinking like that's another piece of sand that fell out out of the hourglass right so i gotta just make sure that they know that they're loved that's one of the things i love about podcasting is that they're you know i've got 500 plus episodes that if they wanted to when they're my age they could go back and listen to any of that stuff I and think hear about that too. dad telling stories or, or whatever and like i'm gonna pop them on one of my episodes every once in a while and be like oh that's when hannah was five and henry was 10 and mm -hmm. and it's like a chronicle that is unique and not a lot of people are you know have that you know i've got relatives that that i'm you know lost when i was young and things like that, that i would love yeah. to be able to reflect and hear them talking having real conversations i think that'd be super interesting but no i i love your take on that and I, but i think my big deal is you just got to slow down and be as present as possible 100 percent. looking at your own two feet i learned that from bogart um he came on the show and just fucking tore it up like i I don't know. Like I, you use your emotional intelligence, right? I knew his story, but I was fleshing some stuff out of him 
that he doesn't normally talk about. And he's been on like over 150 shows or some shit in the last like, <laughs> like I don't know, Brogart, man, you're crazy, bro. It's like so, one week. That's like one week. Like what? Like every, it doesn't matter. Like I go to every show. Like everyone that like pops through my thread that actually catches my attention, grasps my attention. He's on the fucking show. I'm like, who does he not know? <laughs> who does he not know? Like, and it's so funny that the community in the circles, the small circles that we're involved in, and we don't realize that they were actually circles in the beginning with. It's kind of like, oh, you did Adam Joel. You don't know this person. It's like whoever you don't know that you see on my list that I've done. Like, hey man, I hook you up. Like. I got to figure out, I do, and this is something I'm going to ask you. Like, what is the best way? Because you being on 500 episodes and doing all your shit and doing it and just making a huge impact. What are the best ways to commu- like introduce other people? Because I'm having a hard time right now, personally, keeping up with the introductions, which I'm grateful for every single one, by the way, for anyone listening to this and it's introduced. Like, I only do it by referral. I love it. But what is the best way? To handle that, man. So the, I'll, I'll answer this on a couple different levels. So I I pride myself on being kind of a hub connector person in the podcasting industry. Yeah. So like since I've been connected to you, I know that I could, you know, if you're like, Adam, I want to be on as many shows as possible. I want to compete with the Kevin Bacon of podcasting, Brian Bogert. <laughs> I, I, I'd be like... I'd be like, all right, I've got 50 plus shows. Let's get you on right now. Like I know 50 people that'll book you oh, next week. I can't, I'm like, I don't want to end this conversation, but I cannot wait to say that to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, just create a social media post with like footloose, Kevin Bacon and Brian Bogert, like side wait. by side and be like the, the Kevin Bacon of podcasting. That makes so much sense now. <laughs> so if you were like, if you just tell me that, I'm like, all right, let's flip the switch. Let's go. But, before I, I realized, I put myself in your shoes. I'm like, Chris is busy AF right now. And so I will reach out to people like you and go, hey, you know, if you are, are looking to be on some shows, I have some people. I, I Here are the first like five people I'd like to introduce you to. Here's what their shows are about. Let me know what you think as far as fit. If that's a good fit, I'll make the intro. Let's let's do it. Yes, all. And you know, so, but I, I check in because I know that yeah. what I, what I, I've had those people that were like, but that weight loss show, they want to introduce me to everybody that's ever lost weight. Like, this is my neighbor. He's lost 40 pounds. You should have him on the show. And they have him on the email. Now I feel bad about it. I'm like, oh, this is right. now, now it's weird. Or some yeah. supplement company that I don't care about, you know, and then it gets awkward because you got to believe in, you got to believe in their message before yeah. I'm hearing you. So okay. I, I check with the person first, if they're looking and if, if this is a good fit. And then as far as when I am being introduced, dude, like me, me and Bogart battled it out with our networking uh, system on our Google. He's the best Doc. I've ever seen. He's the best I've ever seen. I'm like, holy shit, dude! It's my I have layers. I'm doing a whole episode yeah. of my show about how I keep track of everything with my Google Doc and how I can search and like I tag what everybody. Can I find like, that one? What is the name it, of the? It hasn't come out yet. It's it's oh, gonna be okay. out. It'll be out uh, the week of. Uh, if you're if you're mid December, we're good. So it's, it'll be well, you, after ever since we've ever from, um, had our first conversation. And of course, I went on your show and all the conversations we've had. And I couldn't wait for you to come on. You turned me into a Raven fan of your show. And I don't, I listen. I I consume I consume a shit ton of content, but only the right content. I look for explicit knowledge. Explicit knowledge. And so when your first initial comment when you came on the show, I was like I'm a big fan of yours. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours, bro. Like this, this. I mean, if anyone's listening to this, man, like y'all. <laughs> If you want to know anything when it comes to this game, that's where you start right there. Let's consuming that content and then taking out and what works, what doesn't work. And because everyone's different, 
but you be talking on talking on that you mentioned a Google Doc and you mentioned like is it like you get a VA? Do you pay someone to do this? Is it a system that you use? I'm asking personally for myself. <laughs> You're I am a one man show. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. I, I am a true solopreneur. Um but again, it's 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 something I'm very organized though. Like I've got a system. Like Thursday, we're talking on a Thursday. Thursdays are my follow-up day. So I take I network on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. All right. Monday is a setup day for the week. All the systems and things are in place and it's off and running. Tuesday, Thursday are podcasting, interviews, and networking connections, meeting people days. Thursday, I do all my follow-ups. I have notes on every single person that I talk to. I put them in my Google Doc. I, I do uh, labels of potential client, potential guest, a potential speaker, uh, affiliate partner, collaboration partner, so that if I'm running a big like giveaway or I'm doing a virtual summit, I can just search speakers and all those people pull up in my Google doc right. and, and I sense. reach back out. Yeah, I'm we're like, so oh. similar. We're so similar yeah. when it comes to organization. Like I, I, I was awful as a kid growing up. Like my mom can tell a story like my, I would bring home a book bag and I was all like crunkled paper in my bag. I was most unorganized motherfucker ever because school didn't interest me at all. Like at all. And plus yeah. I couldn't read that well. I was dyslexic. So, but when I have this interest like when I got in business and in, in business life, I realized that, you know, especially when you're in sales, you, if you're most, you're, if you're a salesperson, you're really organized. I'm pretty sure you hit your numbers. You have to know your book of business. Like what's going on? Like who's doing what? Who's doing, who's on first? And I had that fear of missing out too. So, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't want to miss out on an opportunity somewhere by me being unorganized. So my assistants that I do have had over the years, they drive me nuts. And because that they would change the format on a spreadsheet, and I would like, I was like, "What the fuck, man!" So, and I'm like, "Oh!" And it would drive me insane. And I'm like, "Chris, you're really good at spreadsheets." <laughs> Listen, I hate spreadsheets. It's an essential part of me being able to do things at a level that I'm trying to get to. And I actually explained that to my staff. And you know, of course, I've had the ones that have been around me for a long time now. They're, that now, I've, I guess you say, I wouldn't say transform, but I've. Trans, I transferred my culture and, and my core values over to them. And, it, and now that they go, oh my God, this is a new way of looking at life, a new way of thinking. And it's actually ha- helped them. Because I have people that have been around me for years. They make a lot of, make good money, but they don't want to leave me because they, they, they're, they're, they're a fan themselves. They're a fan of who they are, who they should be and all these different things. I love that. But spreadsheets and all that shit, I hate it, man. Dude. I love spreadsheets. I, I hate I, it though. I took I, a, uh, do you know what a Colby test is? Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Um, yep. Yeah, uh-huh. Justin so, Breen. Thank you, by the way. Now he goes, I think we were separated at birth and I did my Colby test and he goes, yep. <laughs> what, what are your numbers? Do you remember? Um, yeah, it's like, um, I got a weird numbers. It's like, hold on. I'm looking at it. like five. So, it's like five. I got them weird. I'm able to communicate anything. Five. Five, five, six, seven, and something else. So my middle two numbers are really high. And that's they they told me that's the most rare combination because the second number is uh the like the quick start, the the uh the uh creativity, and the, the second one is uh being able to think strategically and organize. So I love I'm that entrepreneur crazy you know, idea guy, but I love to put processes around the ideas uh, and too, like, like right. I want checklists. I want to create and then organize immediately. And that's like, that's why I love creating like online courses and stuff like that. Cause I can create mm-hmm. and then organize the process and how it's going to roll out. I'm five, four, seven, 
and three. I'm five, six, seven, three. So we're very that's, similar. Yeah, we're very similar. Yeah. I, damn. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I guess that, you know, there's another test he asked me to take. I don't know what it was. I haven't taken that one yet. I think it's like, uh, I don't know which one it is. Because he was like, man, he's, he's just curious. I get on the, I get on the phone like that. I was, I was saying that to thank, um, Thanksgiving, you know, obviously in, in the UK, you don't have Thanksgiving, you know, but I, I should probably start one just going to people's house and start stealing their food and shit. This is my house now. <laughs> They're like, what is this? I'm like, it's Thanksgiving. I'm like, I get arrested every year on Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> but with Thanksgiving, I mean, I went through a different one, obviously this year than I've had in the past. I would obviously go overseas. You know, I would, I fly back and forth, man. I view what I do for a living as a, is just a tool, like getting on a plane. Is, I view it the same way. I mean, getting on a plane, going to Australia, I me mean, going down the street, you know, I just got to go on a plane. I don't know where I'm going, going in the future. So, but when I'm looking at this and I was going through my phone, and it's not like, you know, we used to go it, it, where I was raised that like we would go around a dinner table and say the things that we were grateful for. Well, I put in so much work in the last, especially in the last year, but in the last probably seven years of my life, but I've started like in the last year, I think it was this time last year. Now sort of holding myself accountable. And you mentioned spreadsheets. Why so it popped in my mind. I have a spreadsheet of, I grade my day and grade myself. Mm-hmm. And I do have another tab where the night, the night before I go to bed, I say that all the things that I can physically possibly think of that I'm grateful for. And I do the same thing when I wake up after I go through mind, body, spirit, and I lean into my day, then I'm, I'm clean brain dumping after that. It's, you know, so freaking funny, man. I did it and I looked at my phone on Thanksgiving. I think it was a little bit later tonight. And I, I leave my phone in my office. I don't ever take it in my room. And I realized that the last like seven or eight people in my phone text messages are from people that are seven, eight, and nine to ten figures. Crazy. That's insane. and I guarantee you that's why that's how that's possible. Is the past year putting in that work and holding myself accountable to that? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That's insane, man. That's and it's not people like you coming on the show, like. So we're like, yeah, just to answer your question, I don't know if you were going to go, like, if you want me going, do you think I'd be a good fit? Dude, I'm, I'm game, bro. This, this is what I enjoy doing the most. Right. You know? But when, as anybody that's out there that is a connector or considers himself a connector, you have to be conscious of each person's situations. You just don't want to put them in a weird situation. Right. So, but and I, I know you're, you're a yes guy, but I'll still put it out there. But like, hey, let's, let's sort through this. Let's, I want to make yeah, it we can have an easy end, you know, for you, you know. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, I had did have one that put me on a sales podcast, and I didn't believe, and then you know, I was like, man, maybe you should probably look and see what my methodology is all about—the win-win effect and all that other stuff. Like, I don't. They were like, I think one of the first questions was what's your best pitch? And I was like, um, that I don't pitch. I've never pitched anyone in my life. Well, what's your best script? I'm like, I've wrote a lot of scripts. <laughs> like, I'm like, where do you live in a world? And I was like, do you have Google? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure my team sent you a media guide. Did you read it at all? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was, it was a, it, overall, I felt like I had to like step my game up to save their episode. You know, but it was, it's, I, I can have a conversation with anyone, yeah. but I, I love conversations with people that are like-minded or on that way of flying a plane, not trying to land it. You can't do both. I fly to planes, you know, that's my way of thinking. And it took a tell from your Colby test. That's our way of thinking. Yeah. We can't go back to like, I can't go back and, and building an engine. Like, I don't want to build that shit. I'm moving, man. So like, you go do all this stuff. I'm going to stay over here. 
like how much do you communicate that to the the you know you being a solopreneur i mean that's obviously different right but but you have to hold yourself accountable all the shit that you don't want to do right yeah or do well, you and what you just said a light bulb went off and i'm like maybe this is why i sucked at being a boss <laughs> like, right okay i'm that, flying that's... the damn plane like i had 30 employees and they all started out as friends and everything. And some of the relationships went kind of sour. People get frustrated because I'm just like barreling ahead and like, everybody yeah. hang on. This is, a, you know, and that's what it feels like. I mean, I had, I learned, I had to learn that through time because I was like, man, no one's going to fucking do it in my expectation. Anyway, I might as well do it my damn self. You know what I mean? Like I would send a message. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm fucking sending this to you. You're going to fuck it up anyway. You know, <laughs> I'm just being real. Like, but that was early entrepreneurship for me early. Then I realized, like, what can I do to equip them to work at that level and speed? Because, like, working with me, you know, I said working with, I didn't say for. Working with me, I want you to feel like you're a part of it. And I'm, I'm open to discussion. This isn't me saying, do it this way and do it this way. And it's the only way that you can do it. But that's all about you being a boss and being aligned on who you are. But I mean, I'm, I I hope that that light bulb went off. It's on a statement like, listen, man, because... We've got to be here flying a plane as CEOs and founders and those that way of creative thinking. Like you've got to be over here flying a plane. So all the other shit, like doing this on a on a landing page or doing this on this, I don't give a fuck about all of that. No, they're like, I, I, I'd rather outsource it, but I will manage it. You know what I mean? To make sure it has my message. So if I give anyone advice to that, anyone's listening to this, if you're trying to fly a plane and most of you are trying to fly a fucking plane and you should be an engineer. Like, you're not Gary V. You know, as I saw this movie one time, it was, uh, what is it? Scary, crazy, stupid, or crazy, stupid to Steve Carroll. And I don't know just where my mind goes, but he was on the show and he was like, he showed up. And he was like, how much money do you have for clothes? It was Ryan Gosling. And he was like, he was like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, he's like, what kind of shoes are you wearing? Is there's new balances? And he's like, he's like, you're dressed like Steve Jobs. Are you the billionaire freaking Apple computer maker? Like, he's like, no. Then he took his shoes and threw them over the railing. <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious. But that's my point, you know, and I, I want to like really, sp I want the listeners to really grasp out of what Adam is talking about. And you have to, even in all the success you've had, bro, uh, you have a light bulb go off and you'll make your proper adjustments to get something else out of it. Yeah. yeah. I love that, man. <laughs> Always got the light bulb effect, man. <laughs> the win-win effect has become the light bulb effect. Right. I should put a light bulb there somewhere. You know, and I did have an idea as you were talking um, about when we're after the socks thing. I was like, do they have like recycled or disposable socks? And then that way you have a number it just won't, it won't add up. Or we could do like edible socks, like edible underwear. Yeah, but that's just kind of where this conversation is going now. <laughs> like eat my socks, you know, like <laughs> some candy cane fucking for Christmas. Like, you know, going. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine how, how what that would taste like? Having like feet mixed with candy I would cane. eat that shit. What is wrong with you? Like I don't even I don't even want to like imagine that in my mind because that's my way my mind works. I have to imagine it first. And there's and then, enough protein in it. I'm I'm down. <laughs> I'll leave everybody with that. If it's got enough protein in it, Adam's down. I'm, down. I'm gonna quote you. I'm gonna put that shit on a shirt. <laughs> I put, put that, that on the diet. Put that on some socks. <laughs> like, or get put some. I, that's a good idea, man. I'm coming. See, this is what, what I'm talking about. We're, we 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 fly planes. We don't land them, right? So this is the way of thinking. I was having calls with some of the other amazing minds that we know collectively together, right? And the conversations of someone who's eavesdropping. That's what I do on the show. 
That's what I do in the show. Is like, I'm there to pick your brain. That's all I'm here to do. But anything other than you need from me, man, um, like I know that you have your podcast. I would love to go speak and, you know, for, I don't know, you do like, your communities and whatnot. I'd love to just go speak and sprinkle some knowledge or maybe lack of knowledge. I don't know. Speak, talk a little bit of shit for a little while and see if I can bring some type of level. Of, anything you need from me, man, anything, let me know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll take you up on that. That's, that's, uh, we're, we're pod pals, as I, I said before, man. Like right. that's, that's uh once you're in there it's like velcro man we're stuck together right <laughs> it's like i thought i was out they pulled me back in <laughs> and one of, one of my favorite things to do with my my pod pal friends is at some point in time you'll get a random email with just an audio file and you'll think it's like one of those like you know like you know trojan horse like virus things but it's actually just me like i'll create like a rap song about you or something and i'll just send it to you like or it'll i might like instagram dm it but you know i'll come up with something <laughs> beatbox and, or whatever like every, I, or, I'm, I'm i'm super random like because i'm in the future i'm five hours ahead of the states you know so i say i'm in the future so i'm in the future and sometimes i'm up crazy ass you know it's like it'd be like five o'clock your time it's like 10 o'clock my time it means i'm touching my my community my phones now, you know, like communication and shit. I don't touch a phone for a while, but I I'll send just something just random. Yeah. Like I'm I an audio that. guy. Like I'm not a sitting here text you. I don't have time for that shit. Like, uh-uh. Like if you text me and if it's not nothing like your house on fire or meet me here at seven or some, that type of communication, I'm not going to respond. If you hit me with an audio note. I, I don't know. You do it. You're, you're now talking my love language. <laughs> well, I just like to let people know that I'm thinking about them. Like people don't do that right. enough, you know. Like it's I'm that random about thing. Socks you wear, yeah. You know? Like well, what socks here, you here's wear? my favorite. Not, I'll I'll do something different for you, but this is one of my favorites. <laughs> I, I do like the, the movie intro voice where I'm like, in a world full of terrible podcasts, one man rises above the mists of Mount Doom. Chris Ross, the win-win effect. This time, it's for real. And I'll just send that, and then that's it. That's all. Oh my god, that, that's gonna be my intro. I'm gonna change it in one minute. I can't do the voice. Hey, what happened to that guy? I killed him. Now, now uh, it's me. Was it you? Were you the this guy? This time, it's for real. Um, <laughs> they don't do those kind of intros anymore. No, they don't. We're watching movies from like the '90s. It, my son is fun. Is funny. He's 10 and he refuses to watch any movie pre 2000 because that's old. I'm like, dude, the '80s and '90s had some good shit, man. That's you know, yeah, like I'll I'll binge watch on some '80s shit. And some night, but then again, I think I think even the people that are crazy ass older than us, right? <clears throat> like the old dinosaurs, like I love the movies in the seventies. I love the movies in the sixties. Yeah, that's the best era. Everyone's era thing is the best. Yeah, right. Eighties was the shit. Like, I, if we're if you were born in the eighties and you're still alive, be grateful, motherfucker. <laughs> we watched Kindergarten Cop the other day with, with Arnold. And he's like, it's not the Tuma and like that whole, that whole thing. And my son was cracking up. I was like, this was like 1988, man. This is great. Uh, I, I remember, and you're going, I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I can't remember what exactly happened. They were talking about like, my dad's a sex machine or a love machine or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My mom says my dad's a sex machine. Yeah. <laughs> Some shit like that, you know. Oh man, that's fucking. I'm gonna make me want to watch the movie now. Well, I think it's on Netflix. I'm have, have, you ever, have you ever heard the? Do you remember the Jerky Boys? Like, the, yes, they do the prank phone calls and they yes. would have clips. I had those Arnold tapes, bro. I had from, those tapes from Kindergarten Cop, and they'd call people and be like, This is John Kimball, and like, Who? John, Detective John Kimball, you're in trouble. 
And then like, and then the, the person's like yelling back and forth and they're just playing Arnold clips. And some of them would last like 15 minutes. I'm like, they must be calling people from like Kentucky or something like they, these people aren't that smart. They have no idea. You know, um, I do like to use movie references when I'm talking about certain things to see if they're, uh, you know, see where they're at in that type of ball game. Cause even in some things I'll, I will drop it on a podcast. I'll drop a reference of something and see if someone's going to catch it. I'm like, they're like, nope. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't watch stand up, So, nope, we're going to keep going and keep on, you know, and I'm just seeing where they, where it's going to land. And if the joke does land and I, I have got on a show and someone was trying to be a dick to me because of, I don't know what it was, but you can tell <laughs> me, you know, like a great a, show. <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't a, actually it wasn't a show. It was um, a training and someone said a back end comment, but I picked up one. I have a high emotional intelligence. I, I know when someone's, you know, being a dick, you know, <laughs> And the way that he said it, and I and he said something, and everyone laughed. I'm like, what? I didn't. I, I really didn't hear him, right? But I was like, I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? And then he said it again, and the joke didn't land anymore. That's how you defuse any <laughs> any freaking someone being a dick or whatever. What, but, was it Justin Shank? By the, no, no, I love Justin, man. Justin's fun, man. <laughs> I always tease him. I, I said, dude, your second co- your, your second podcast needs to be called "What a Dick," and you just like interview <laughs> people, and you're just a dick to them the whole time. Bro, like, like, why are you listening to me? Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Unsubscribe. This, That's what we'll call it. This show's all about titties and ass, <laughs> and how not to get it. <laughs> let's 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 start a podcast together and it's just called unsubscribe and then let's just see what happens i'll do it i'm game bro <laughs> i'm game i'm i'm down bro like i'll get on there and be like and just do no branding no nothing just make it like the shittiest intros we could wear libre masks and no knows who we are right but that's kind of like weeding them out it's like hiding the best podcast i have so many ideas right now it's like so no branding no brands of our names no brands and nothing like a really like an intro, like your voice, which will bring people to it. And then if they make it past the intro in the first five minutes, then boom, we arrive. And they're like, whoa, this podcast is shit. But it's like going through, it's like going through the you know, peaks and valleys and going through all the dog shit to get to the good ones. That's how podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's the secret to podcasting. Lucha Libre masks. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I swear. I promise you I'll do it. I will get right. a Nacho Libre mask. <laughs> Not <your Libra>, <laughs> like you know what I mean? I'll get out. I would do it. This fucking. I'll. I'll even do the promo video of in the tights, bro. With the butt crack sucking up in everything. Like, well, I'm not. I'm not that fat anymore. You know what I mean? So I'll, I mean, I'll have to. I'll get it really skinny, like the skinny jeans, which I don't understand, by the way. They don't like. I don't under. Never mind. When you look at rappers when we grew up and look at rappers now, what happened? What happened? And then all of this, I was like, I don't know anything. Snoop Dogg did a, uh, I, was, I saw him on a show one time and he did something like that. He was like, he's like, you want to hear the rap? And he did the tune and that's all of them sound like that. Yeah. If so, if you're a rapper, no offense, you suck. <laughs> Use Google, bitch. Like, look up, you know, look up um, KRS1, you know, like those types of cats. Look it up. Chuck D. That was that was one of the best compliments on my voice I ever had. Somebody said you sound like Chuck D. That's I'm actually like, a really good compliment. That's a, like, you dude. put that on a freaking intro. Yeah, I was like I'm, public I'm, enemy number one. What? 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 I'll be flavor flavor. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Podcasting school, boy. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's what I always thought. Like when I'm listening back to like some of the stuff that they do edits and whatever it is, and I'm looking at it and listening to it for a little bit because I don't like to hear my voice. Um, I'm like, why would someone listen to my little raspy ass? Like you know, whatever. Like listening to me. And I, and I go back and I listen to some of the stuff that when I very first started in podcasting, and I was like, man, who the fuck was listening to this shit? This is awful. Yeah. Like, why were you listening? I just was. Why are you listening to my shit now? It's now. Not, I don't. They don't listen for me. They listen for you guys. You know, and I love that. That's why I, I go. As long as the other person wants to have a conversation, I don't want to ruin the conversation. I'm like, where can my guys find you? What were some of the pivotal, you know, you know, like some of the shit that podcasters say, you know what I mean? And like, they'll go, what was the three biggest, what was the three most impactful books that you have read that's led you to where you are now? And that's probably even a better way of framing it for someone who's listening to that. But <laughs> I hate that shit. <laughs> what is your favorite smell? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Broke. <laughs> you can smell broke, motherfucker. I did. I, I, you know, there's one guy. I don't know if you know this guy. It's called Dan Winnett or Dale Winnett or somebody. And he's making fun of the entrepreneurs. No. He's got it's. I, I'll just send it to you. So Dave Winnett, he's out here in the UK somewhere. And he's actually a real entrepreneur. And then he signed a deal to where it's like um, he can't compete like a, you know, was a non-compete with the company that he sold. You know, he sold the company and he yeah. made a bunch of money. And he's now has went through all the I'm not going to say the names of the people. I'll let you I'll let the listeners kind of it's really cool, man. He's got this thing as where as bingo, entrepreneur bingo. And I, 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 I'm, I'm going to reach out to him. I haven't yet. <laughs> and it's entrepreneur bingo. And it's bingo. And he plays bingo on YouTube. And he's blown the fuck up. And he does. He picks out all the ones that are like trying to sell their bullshit, right? If yeah. it ends in seven, if it ends in this, if it ends, you know, like a, a compelling story to begin right at the gate, flashing money. And it's, it's fucking great, man. It's it's really good because I don't like that ball. I don't like with the you know the fake ass gurus. Yeah. That I don't associate with those. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't. I, I don't. Like that's just one no that you'll get if you send me one of those fucks. Because I'm just not going to. I'm if I if I got on the show, I'm gonna do their listeners a favor. That's how, in my mind, that's what I would do. I'm gonna do your I owe it to your listeners to expose you. And I'm, I think I might do it one day. So just to reach out to a couple of them, the ones, you know, what I'm talking about, we, we, uh, you know, you know, I'm doing the eye thing and people, the, you know, the wink, you know, the good old wink. <laughs> like, I'm not, <laughs> you do the rock thing and everything, man. It's fucked up. You're the most talented podcaster I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I finally oh. achieved my dream. Right. And we'll end on that, ladies and gentlemen. But other than that, guys, I appreciate you tuning in all the way into the end. I know this is a little bit more of a lengthy one, but I, I knew that it was going to happen and that's why I didn't have anything behind this because I, I cherish our friendship. I cherish, you know, you know, all of our conversations and everything. We're just so aligned when it comes to understanding, you know, I guess, you know, putting yourself out there, being, you know, using your comedy um, in uncomfortable situations, whatever that might be. And an impact you're bringing in the podcasting world, you're filling a void for a lot of people and keep doing that. And I'll sign them on, on, I'll sign on their podcast after you train them. I'll sign them to the, I'll sign them to WinJet uh, broadcast. Yeah, it was. See all the ideas, man. I can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> can't stop. Won't stop. One heartbeat. One mission. One outcome. That's Ooh. this time. It's for real. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's for real. <laughs> it's kind of like you're going around that trip around the sun every year, and your options start to like 
evaporate. This time it's for real. Yeah, <laughs> I think. No, man. I uh, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for your friendship for all the positive mojo that you're putting out there, uh, being a fan of what you're doing. Uh, thank you for that. But also thank you for just sharing this platform with me. And if any of you guys that are listening in, if you had any sort of idea that, that sparked up, um, this is my, this is my last thing I want to say, implementation challenge. You guys, if you're listening to this, it's on your, I know you're, you're listening to your cellular device, your mobile device. I want you to set the alarm for 24 hours from right now. If you had one idea, I want you to knock over the first domino that creates a chain reaction in line with that before that alarm goes off. That's my implementation alarm challenge. I do that every time I guest on a show. And uh, if that alarm goes off, take action right away. Got to implement. I love that. Good for you. Good Thank for you. you. I don't, I normally, I, I consume a lot of content, bro. And I don't normally hear some really good, just some good shit right there. So guys, <laughs> I'm going to do it today. That was, that's some good stuff. Well, the, the statement that I like to kind of piggyback on with that is, podcast listeners we're all sharpening that axe you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like we're we're getting sharper but a sharp axe is no good if we don't swing it so i need you guys to swing that axe in the next 24 hours that's, that's your true. challenge uh, abraham lincoln talked about so you give me six hours to chop down a tree or whatnot with the axe and i'm gonna spend the first four hours sharpening it 100 percent. damn i'll end on that ladies and gentlemen boom. boom all right guys keep moving keep growing keep learning go peace out go have a nice day be well be safe go do you just win 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 Appreciate you, Adam. Thank you.